0: Hello there. Welcome back for episode 30 of Team Bikinetic Bicycle Shorts. This episode is really special. This is the 20th year for CapCross and we had the privilege to sit down with current race director Bruce Buckley as well as Chip Sovak, who originally created the race. Special thanks to the Bike Lane and Java Jeff for hosting our recording session in their secret bank vault and staying open late for us. If you don't know Chip, he moved down here from New England and wondered why there weren't any cross races and took it from there. Today, he's retired from cross racing, but if you've seen the Mabra trailers at all of the various events, you have him to thank. We're very lucky here in the Mid-Atlantic. I know this podcast is self-described as shorts, but Bruce warned me that there might be some stories. It's good. You'll like it. If you listen carefully, you'll hear Rev in the background. Were you racing cross in 99? I wasn't, but I sure wish I had known about it then. Did you know that Cap Cross was a UCI event for four years? I sure didn't. Here's Christine, Chip, Bruce, and Rev.
1: Welcome, everyone. We are at the bike lane in Reston with Chip Sobek, the initial race director and member of Potomac Day Low Club. And Bruce Buckley, the current race director for Capital Cross Classic. This weekend, we are approaching the last cross race locally here in the DMV. It is the seventh and final race in the Super Series Classic. Um, so Chip, could you tell us a little bit about the history of Cap Cross?
2: Uh, well, we are in the 20th year and personally, I can't believe it myself. Thanks to Bruce for taking it over because I probably would have thrown myself off a bridge. (laughs) While I enjoyed it every single year, uh, it's a lot of work. Um, but basically the, the brief history is that. Uh, I am a transplant from New England, uh, and so when I r- originally moved down to this area, um, I was looking for some some cross races, and it was hard to find one without driving many, many hours. So after a year or so of doing that, uh, within uh, two years, I think, of myself moving down here, um, I, I, I literally stumbled across Lake Fairfax and decided, I'm going to start my own race and just build a scene from there. So, uh, in essence, that's that's really the the germ of where it all started. And it was just built year after year uh, with a lot of uh, great people and, and racers that came out and supported it. Even though the numbers were very small back then, um, thanks to Bruce continuing to grow it, it is what it is now today. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stories that go along with each year, but that's really where it started. And... and uh, I'm proud to to come back for the twentieth. So thank you, Bruce.
3: Well, thanks for <laughs> starting it, or else we wouldn't be here right now. So, <laughs> but yeah, we were uh, we were really fortunate to be there when Chip was ready to jump off that bridge, so we could keep him from jumping <laughs> off that bridge, <laughs> or to snatch the race from him before he jumped off the bridge, and then we just sort of, you know, st- were stewards from that point, I guess. But. Um, yeah, it's almost half and half. I think you ran it for eleven years, and we're on our ninth year, if I'm right. I, I think, think it was '99 to '09 yeah. for you guys. Yeah. yeah, and then we've we've uh, there was a little break, and then we uh, then we were for nine. We're on our ninth year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, amazing. yeah, it's amazing to me because I, I think about when um, this first came up, and we I don't think we we remember exactly how it came up. I mean, we kind of we knew each other. I was, um, yeah, I was racing and I was doing your races and seeing you at races. I think you were still racing.
0: (laughs) I was, I was. That's right. You were still racing at that point.
3: Um, and then, yeah, it came to the point where you were, um, you were ready to step away and, and, um, the bike lane already had some kind of affiliation, I guess, with, Uh um, with, um. Uh, Potomac Velo Club as the, their shop sponsor, so I think that's I think that's where we've determined it probably started.
2: I know that there were uh, a few conversations I can remember vividly standing freezing my rear end off um, at Wakefield Park uh, during a cross practice. We would do cross practices there, like a yeah. like Wednesday nights or something. Yeah. Um, and I can remember talking with Anne saying, "Do you really want to?" work with pvc and do you really want to step on board this this crazy cyclocross train if you will uh and she was all on board so uh from there i think it's it's just a matter of finding the right person Mm -hmm. and you know it's like it's literally like having kids you know who do you trust to babysit your kids uh the the race actually is older than two of my three kids and it's it's just it makes me feel really old but uh you know when when you do something for so long you you uh you look for the right person to hand that off to and 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 in Bruce and and the bike lane I think obviously I found that so I'm I'm happy to to be here now Well thanks
3: I mean that's actually been really important to us especially in those early years where we were trying to we we literally we didn't want to take we 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 were kind of taking ownership, but not really taking ownership. We were sort of like trying to be stewards of a thing that already existed and try and carry through a tradition and honor a lot of that. And every time I made a little change to the course, there was a part of me that kind of felt a little pang of guilt. Like, <laughs> am I am I killing the tradition of this this storied race, you know, by... Not having, uh, you know, a start that goes down the main road (laughs) of the park and we have to stop all traffic for it, um, you know, and all those other things that we did. But but it was special for me because I uh, have lived in Reston that whole time. I didn't go to the early races, but Cap Cross was the first race I ever – the first cyclocross race I ever attended – I really didn't know anything about cyclocross until I went there. A friend of mine was doing it, and convinced me to go over there. And I was—that really got me hooked. Actually, seeing it at Lake Fairfax is what got me into wanting to do it uh, myself. Yeah, so it always was special to me. I raced my my first actual race there was '06, but I think it was at least '05 or '04 when I first went to a race there. So it was probably fifth, fifth or sixth year. Um, in fact, he was showing me these old um, race maps. And I remembered I had forgotten all of them. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I remember some of those, and those were old. So maybe I was there before that. Or maybe you were just showing me all this stuff. Maybe you did it at those cross practices. Maybe that's where, like the like the crazy steep start that went up the hill to that toward the soccer fields. And then you ducked in (laughs) and then, and I was like, this is nuts. What, (laughs) but the nice thing about, um, uh, that, I mean, we really appreciate is that chip, um, when he came in, he experimented, he, he worked out all the kinks. Like he tried out everything, he, and he was very willing to try out new things every year. I think you played around with every possible feature in that sort of main spillway area and and adjacent.
2: So here's something I don't know if I ever told you. The, the whole reason I tried everything every year and got in trouble for some things certain years was the way – and I have to think about this – the way that the course is run – I believe runs in a counterclockwise direction that irritated me from day one because I always wanted to have the pit on the right side. So that problem goes back to day one. (laughs) And if you can figure it out, good luck. But that, that is really where all of that crazy directionality and let's change it up. And that's where it comes from. That's the single problem. Number one. Of that race in the location it's a great location but to have all of the great features work the way that you want them to work yeah you have to run it counterclockwise yeah and you can't have a right hand pit you could but in this day and age it's a dual pit yes. and i'm uh so that's that's really the single most frustrating thing that started with me in year one mm-hmm. was how to accomplish that yeah. And I think it still exists today.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we're as bold as you have been. I mean, we've come up with some bold ideas, but I mean, there were, those first few years, if you put them next to each other, it was like completely uh, different. I mean, it would be like, not completely, but a majority of the course had been completely redone. Like there was, you, you, there was a prologue. <laughs> there was a prologue for one of those where you did the little gravel road, <laughs> little gravel loop before you even started. And, um, so yeah. And also the other thing, I mean, we're jumping around on the timeline, but the the thing I forgot too, is that, um, you actually did two races per year for a bit there, right? It was like a, it was like a Halloween and a Thanksgiving or something. I did. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, so again, in, in my effort to create more races for a, l- a little bit selfish, but in an altruistic kind of way. Uh, I just wanted to race more. And so originally, I think in 1999, and I have – I sent you the flyer. Yeah, I actually promoted – well, PVC promoted two races a a year, a season. And so what really kind of started the whole uh, scene was what's called the Virginia Cyclocross Series, VACX. And between us and a club in Richmond – we had a six or eight series event in those pre two thousands, and it was great. I mean, we would. I mean, it was such a small following, mm. but PVC would promote two events a year, and we did that for three or four years, I think. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> you, you know, you promote one event, but you quickly realize how two is just suicide. You, wh- why am I doing this? Uh, so that that idea. Sort of became well, abandoned
3: with really small numbers at times. I think the first race, the first Cap Cross, it wasn't called Cap Cross actually, but the first Fairfax race was
2: yeah. 30
3: people, 35 people,
2: less than 50. I know, I know that. Uh, but originally, so my original idea, my original plan was obviously everybody wants to have the best weather, the best scenery, the, the biggest spectacle for the event. So, my original plan excuse me, was to have the race be a Halloween event, which I think one of them was actually titled All Hallows Cross. Which eventually got
3: taken over by somebody else, Going by the way.
2: way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so there's other races that kind of uh, steamrolled the Halloween thing, and, and I eventually pushed the event of properly, and I ditched the idea of doing two events a year in, into the December time slot, which is what it is now. But back then, the scene was so small that for me, I had good connections with New England still. So it was still a very much choreographed schedule with New England. I was still heavily trying to attract some of the New England riders to come to the Mid-Atlantic. As crazy as it sounds, they would make the trip because there was no other events. There there were so few events that some of them would come down. And eventually, as the scenes grew between the Mid-Atlantic... Uh, in New England, people yeah. just started staying where they are because there' more and more races wow. popped up but that was that lasted for a solid four or five years of doing that and mm-hmm. And I do have to give credit to uh some of the the mac guys uh, originally the the monkey hill race in yeah. philly yeah. was uh was a big event, and I always worked with uh that original promoter um and so between the two of us we would always try to schedule the big events in the mid-atlantic um, to complement new england right we'd never con- contrast them or you know conflict with them because we wanted all the riders to do this whole thing but eventually as time rolls on and the scene gets bigger you, you sort of just give up and you realize okay we're we're developing our own scene here right. let's just focus on what we have in the mid-atlantic what um
3: what a lot of people probably don't know is that It was part of MAC, Mm -hmm. and it was a full UCI series. Those were UCI races. Those were UCI races. He put on a UCI race, and like he said, there were so few of them, and it was kind of right around Nationals time, you would frequently get big riders, like big-name folks that people would have known at the time who would come in from – some other part of the country, even yeah. not just like New England, but oh, like yeah. you know, the Midwest or whatever. The Midwest,
2: a yeah. West Coast. So, so I I got the wild hair idea of doing UCI mm-hmm. in 2004, and so f- I think it was four years that Cap Cross was a UCI event. Um. And back then, people started to latch on to that idea because points were huge. And so people would would chase these points. Um, And, you know, as a promoter, you start to realize that if you attract – if you sort of, let's say, incentivize riders to come to your event uh, and maybe you help them get here, they would be more willing to show up and – you know, as a promoter, you use that to your advantage by saying, you know, hey, X rider is going to be at Cap Cross. And that's when things really started to grow. When the the numbers, the yeah. attendance really started to, to grow, you know, I don't want to say double, but really exponentially yeah. increase. And, you know, with that comes a lot more responsibility, a lot more organization, a lot more planning. Mm-hmm. Um and it, a lot more responsibility, so it's uh, uh, it's tough. You know, it's it's very gratifying, but it's it's very hard work on the on the back end. Uh, What's
3: interesting, I think people also don't realize who didn't race at that time was um, was as you mentioned, races were fewer and farther between. So, like the idea of a Max Series at that point, that was really a reflection of what was possible. Yeah, like you could get people from DC traveling up to New York and and you know vice versa uh, easily um, um now um so actually around the time well no it was right when we we took over the race with the bike lane um i talked to chip about uci and he let me know about all the challenges that go with it. that's a high hurdle and this is our first time and i was like i don't know and i don't i don't i don't know if it's going to be a would be a good idea or not and he's he, he backed me up on, he didn't feel like we needed to continue as a UCI. He didn't push me in that direction. And at that same time, we had what was, I believe it was just called Mabra cross at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we had just started this, the, the, um, uh, the series at that point. I think, I think we did. And Bill Shiken was the first series director and he talked to me about coming into the series. And which is which is now Super Series, um, it's changed names over the years. But um, so his vision at that point was that the scene had changed, and now it wasn't. We don't have to travel to New York to go do do a race. The whole idea was let's find really great races that are within about an hour of DC, um, and just just you know just be able to to um, create this community that would, would be able to just regularly come to every race because they didn't feel like, well, I don't want to travel three hours or more you know or whatever. And they would come every week because it wasn't going to be more than an hour to drive to wherever they were going to go. And, um, and, and th- that played out very early. I mean, we had almost 500 people our first year. And we did draw people from Pennsylvania and stuff like that. But, I mean, it was mostly all locals. So by the time we took it over, when our first was 2011, mm-hmm. I feel like the scene had shifted, mm-hmm. and now we were into a way more local scene and not this big regional thing mm-hmm. we had to do anymore.
2: Yeah, And, and people really – so what really – I'm going to go back. Uh, people really enjoy a cyclocross race if it's – the weather doesn't have to be perfect, but if it's a nice day, you've got it's a community event, and and there's something about a a, a good event that is fun to hang out at. It's a spectacle. It's it's crazy. Um, it's loud. Uh, but there's there's such a nice community in all of that that people really. It's a vibe, and it's it's a, a very welcoming feeling. Uh, and so it's nice to be a part of that. And so once people started to realize that it's happening in the mid-Atlantic, uh, other folks started to sign on and say, hey, I, I can do this. I'm going to – let's try and start another event over here or, or over there or, or across town or wherever it is. And so you you create this scene and it just sort of it spreads from there. Um, and it's it, it's awesome to see how big it's gotten and, and how – not necessarily big quantity-wise but, but – quality. I think that was one of the things I probably told you, that it, it. you knew that there was a point where the quality would rise versus the quantity. What, while it's nice to have 20-something races to choose from, quality events that are run well, that have your pals there, that have a good course, it, 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 it's a nice thing to do, it, and it's, it, it's a good experience.
1: Well, we're really grateful for you sharing this history. You know, it sheds a lot of light on the roots of Cross and the Mid-Atlantic. And I think a lot of us have no knowledge or background on this history. So kind of like getting that, it, it, it's important because the scene is growing. And I think um, you are well aware there's like team not a team trying to grow. The, the women's racing and mob are supportive of that. And, and we have a lot of races now and, and we know who to thank for that. And um, hopefully we're all helping to carry on that sort of spirit of them and, and we're stewarding them. And, and I don't know, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, really nice to have that that history, I think. A lot of us didn't know that, so.
3: Well, it's good to see, I mean, like Team Natalia, we're very proud of them uh, being involved with us, for example. Um, you know, the, the uh, Mabra women, um, the amount of juniors you see now. I mean, the, the juniors kind of came up with all of these masters who had been racing, you know, his race, <laughs> okay? They started racing his race. Then they got to the age of having kids who could then race, and then all of a sudden, that's how the community starts, right? And then we get more women. We get we get a whole family. It's like, you know, mom races, and you know, uh, you know, one spouse or the other races, and then the other one gets into it. And then their kids get into it because they're also there, and they don't have to like drop them off with grandma or whatever. They <laughs> can just come and, and cheer. And and it's it is one of the things that I noticed first when I when I really liked about um, Cap Cross or Cross in general. But when I went to that first Cap Cross, was um, I just had the best time? And I mean, there weren't that many people racing that year. I mean, I mean a few hundred people, maybe a couple hundred, but. It was just, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best spectator sport in cycling. Like, it was the best. We just had the best yeah. time. It was so obvious right there that I was like, my friend was like, you want to come watch this race? I'm like, oh, well, that sounds boring. And then I went, and I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Because I had, I was a mountain biker, and, like, for me, going to watch a mountain bike race would be like, you know, they would go out for a loop and then forty-five minutes later, they'd come back and you you clap a little bit, and then they go out for another loop for forty-five minutes. You know, that's yeah, that's what it was. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was incredibly fun to watch, and I, I I caught that bug, and then I knew that there was a community around that right away.
2: And th- and that was one of the things coming from New England. That was one of a couple of things, not many, but yeah. one of the things that I felt was very important to the experience. It, it's was spectating because it's a participant driven sport in, in the U S you drag your wife or your partner or whomever, your kids, your parents, and they have just as much fun as you racing. They might not sweat as much, but (laughs) let me tell you, I, my kids, uh, are teenagers now. And I can tell you just by watching it, they wanted to ring that cowbell just as much as the next person. Um, and to be able to give something to spectators to enjoy, even if they could never have ridden a bike, uh, there's something there about that, that they enjoy that. And so that's really what drove me to find a, a venue like, like Fairfax. And, and when I found it, it was like I hit the pot at the end of the rainbow. It was like, oh, oh my God, I, I know exactly what I can do with this venue. I just had to convince the park directors to right. be able to do it. Um, but I knew it had the perfect mix of elements to make a great cross race. Uh, and so that's that's where my wheels uh, got, no pun intended, but that's where my wheels got <laughs> spinning back then.
3: Well, I keyed off of what you did. I saw that you would kind of create an area where I think it was parking sometimes or whatever it changed over time, that little field that was by the, the main road that you would dump into. But people yeah. would put their tents there. Yeah. And it became a little tent city, and then we're like, oh, well, maybe we'll make this a little kind of community thing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and now, if you've ever been to Cap Cross, uh, you know um, that um, we have a big, long line of tents that we put up there by the, by the dam. And that's, that's my favorite part of the race. I I've, I've love designing the course and doing everything that we do, but seeing that community as the last race of the year. So teams come out, and you end up with a lot of people who aren't even racing, but they're just hanging out because it's the last hurrah of the year. Mm -hmm. And it's so great. It's really my favorite thing. And, I mean, on a personal note, I travel a lot um, for work on weekends, so I unfortunately miss a lot of the local races the last few years. But um, I – Man, I realize how special this community is when I come back to it, and I just I see something like, uh, you know, the, that community of people in those tents, whether it's at the Bikinetic kinetic race too, or, or our race, or any race I managed to get to. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to that for, for the races, seeing that whole community of people that um, I, I miss them very much, and you realize just how special this area is when you when you kind of go away. I see races. Um, through what I do for work all over the country, and they're great. There are lots of great races everywhere, but this is a really special community here, and so I, I, that's that's why that piece of the race is probably the most important to me of of anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what
1: Bruce does for his work and is probably trying not to promote it, but I will, as he is a photographer and photographers photographs a lot of, uh, cycle cross races, road races, mountain bike. Um, so please make sure to check out Bruce Buckley photography. <laughs> we got to promote that too. That's a big, big part of the scene also though. I think we, we know you at the races and we see you when you help cover some of the national races and, and, and um, nationals that are coming up in Tacoma, so um, that's fun for us as well. And I also, I know a lot of the the Mabra racers love Cap Cross, too, because of what you're talking about, like the big tents, they love the music up on the hill, Mm -hmm. um, going across the dam. It's just a lot, it's a lot of fun, and it is the last local race here, and it's definitely where we all should be on Sunday, celebrating and, and hanging out with each other. Because I noticed that we will all be together for three or four months almost every weekend all fall, and then there's just like a big gap until the garage races. And <laughs> so that's right,
2: the garage <laughs> race is the next
1: one,
3: isn't it? That's funny. That's uh, I guess Bill probably yeah he he maybe unknowingly has created that little sort of mini cross season. <laughs> just yeah. throw it there in the spring. I didn't even thought about it that way. Good job, Bill. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're uh, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to it, and um, you know, to bring it back to what we're we're doing now. I mean, if um, the, the course, uh, if, you know, I'm not going to give up give away much on the course, but we're not going to do it. I'm not like Chip. I'm not going to do a you know a total re- <laughs> re- reinvention <laughs> of this race. There'll probably be a couple tweaks here and there, but uh, you know, for the most part, we're going to keep those. We've gotten into some features that people just really like. We found some sweet spots we're gonna we're, we'll evolve over time, but I think uh, people will see a lot of the things they really like like uh, um, you know we'll st- always have the steps, even though those were a run up for you you didn't have steps did you
2: where are you talking about
3: in the hill the hill uh,
2: no no it wasn't it, there were not steps however, after a few years, I put in a couple of uh Let's call them water bars or or Uh some way of preventing Uh the dirt from running down Sure. that maybe it became steps. But I never purposely put steps in.
3: Okay. We did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if I – maybe I remember – I I don't
3: remember it now. Maybe I'd seen you do the water bars and thought I'll take it it to a different level
2: with the steps. I have no idea. Well, another note. I actually did it so people couldn't ride it.
3: Oh. Well, that's not fun. (laughs) <laughs> we have it so i th- we've figured out a spot where we think that like probably at least a third of the people could ride it on at least the first lap
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. definitely same people ride it all
3: and then it, it sort of falls off as you get more tired <laughs> like, you know there's a lot of people who can't do it every lap they're pretty beat yeah. by the end there but um yeah, all those features like the chute was something we added in, but the the thing is, the thing that's funny is the bottom half of the chute, what people consider it the second half of the chute now, I guess, because it's all one big piece. But that was part of your course.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was always uh, it was always a challenge to link the top section yes. to the bottom section. Um, the park specifically, uh, like Fairfax Athor- Park Authority, wouldn't let me. Use the road. So I'm sure you you may remember. Oh, I remember. um, Yes. How uh, not fun it was the the way that I originally had it. There was a little section that would typically just be a big dip. (laughs) Many riders uh, complained to me after, but it was the only way that I could at the time run the course.
3: Yeah, it was like a, it was like a gully where it was like a, a little, yeah. little little trench uh, yeah. that you had. To Somehow
2: collect. you had to hit that pavement for a small stretch to connect to the lower part. Mm-hmm. Y- you've obviously found the better way to do it, but at the time that was all I had to work with. So uh, you know there was 0.1 percent of the course that sucked, but you know I think the 98 99 percent made up for it.
3: Well, we didn't at the time know whether or not that would have been better cuz I actually <laughs> when I came up with the top of the shoot, I said, "What if we went over here and did this?" I literally I I had him meet me at the park, and that was great. Like he he had this look like, "I don't know about that." <laughs> That's pretty steep. Ah, you sure? And then, it, of course, it's not his liability. He's like, "Ah, just go for it." <laughs> just go for it. That'll be fine.
2: So, so, so you might not know this, but originally the park would not let me use the the dam, the spill, the the pavement across the spillway and the bridge. Oh wow! I couldn't use that. Uh, it it was after so many. I think they, I think at one point there was they re they rebuilt the bridge. Yeah, and they gave me sort of you know quote uh, access to it because it was the only way to get from one point to another, mm-hmm. and from then on it was. You know, game on. That we're going to do this every year now. So that's kind oh, of where the the bridge came from. Uh, but I think that's such a great feature with awesome. having the bridge. It's such oh, a spectacle. It's, it's awesome.
3: <clears throat> and that's uh, well, I think in images. But when I see like pictures that Daryl take or whatever across the. The lake, yeah. and then everybody oh, s- s- spread across the, da- the oh, dam. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's I amazing.
2: Did. I don't know if you've had any years where the problem that I had the first couple of years I started using the bridge was that the <laughs> the bridge would freeze.
3: Yes. And so had I haven't once. Yeah. yeah,
2: we had to keep throwing
3: uh, salt on it. I can tell probably you. not the best thing to throw <laughs> on a freshwater <laughs> surface. Whoops. Let's just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There was a year or two where it was really sketchy. I, I remember trying to walk across that myself, and I lost it. I smacked my head on the back of that bridge, like because it was frozen. It was a sheet of yeah. ice, and it was it was not good, you know. But it we made it through, and when the sun came up, it melted. But had it been cold all day, they probably would have not let the race continue because it was it was it was nuts.
3: We added another shoot, obviously, over the years, because one is not enough, apparently. And um, <laughs> I, I remembered where we... You see where the, the second one is now, right? On the other side. Basically, if you go where the steps are now, if you almost went straight across, that's oh, where it drops hey, down hey. over there. What, what's funny is, like, I th- when I was over there working in there, I remembered his old races. And it's funny to think of him kind of talking to me about the shoot that I had suggested, like, I don't know, that's kind of crazy. But I remember you had some ridiculous straight up or straight down that grade. That, I mean, we do a little serpentine thing. You were just like, oh. and it was not groomed in any way. It was it was just chunky and you would endo. It would be pretty easy to just totally eat it.
2: So So remember, I'm a transplant from New England. And if you've ever raced some of their courses, and I'm I'm remembering the '98 Nationals, I think mm-hmm. Fort Devens, mm-hmm. it there was one part where you went up and down the athletic fields, and it was like going off of a brick wall. So, in my world, it was it was game on, and I I was like, that's the only way to get from point A to point B is we're going down this hill, and we're going to go straight. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was like, f that, man, I'm they're they're going down. If they can't handle this. Then they shouldn't be racing cross.
3: <laughs> Just commit. Just. Just yeah. I'm sure I wrote it every time. I'm sure. I, I, I would have never walked that, right? Ever. <laughs> it was scary, dude. It was really sketchy. It was so sketchy. Oh my gosh! And I don't see anybody do anything like that now.
2: It's but. yeah. The 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 risk factor has has come down. Sure. But in, in the early days, I you know I can remember some very early Snow Valley races. Oh yeah. In Maryland, yeah, where yeah. it was like mountain Snow, bike Snow cross. The Snow Valley the team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean I'm thinking, okay, if they're doing it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to take it one notch bigger. of we'll each other. Yeah. yeah I'm am <laughs> like no, I'm we're going down this hill, and if you can't ride it. You're not racing. You're not. You should just turn your license in. (laughs) Uh, But obviously, things change, and you want to, you know, minimize the risk for for anybody. I mean, uh, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But uh, so let's just say the courses did mellow out over a few years after that. But there was there was many years when it was it was crazy.
1: Sometimes it's fun to see what's possible, and then always in cross, if you know, you're always welcome to get off your bike. And I know I find myself doing that sometimes. I will just decide I have to go to work on Monday. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not riding that. <clears throat> you know, you got your spikes in, and, and you can make that decision, or, or you know, you might do uh, the first couple of laps. Decide it's too you know, daunting. And then by the end, you've seen other people do it, or you've looked at the line or you've been able to get on it. And then you might try it on the last lap. So. That's right.
3: yeah. And we thought that I, I'll say that the w- number one concern I had when we first put the shoot in was what does this mean for juniors? A junior, do we need to make a junior line that's separate from this? And then eventually we were like, it's, it's cross. We get off our bikes. If you can't do something, you get off your bike. If they really can't do it, they'll get off their bike. And I don't want them to get off their bike, but you have the option. And what was funny is over time, it just turned out – the kids love that. They just send it straight down (laughs) that thing. There are some who will walk, especially if it's their first time. Mm -hmm. But the the juniors, they just send it. They love it. They they, they want to do everything that we do. They don't want some dumbed-down course. They want to do what we do.
1: Well, and I I know that um, everything that I started to do, you know, the younger you are, the less fear that you have and the more that you kind of embrace it. And You know that help that helps a lot. Like you can you can do that, and you're, you're seeing adults do it. And you always kind of when you're a kid kind of want to be grown up, <laughs> and then when you're a grown up, you're like I don't want to be a grown up. I want to be a kid.
2: <laughs> well, and you know that's a little bit of 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 what I felt was important to the races because cyclocross. You know, if you go back to Europe, when was it started in the 40s ish, oh, whenever yeah. it was, Very you were meant to get off your bike, and that's how you kept warm. Yeah. And so. If you didn't get off your bike, I just thought, saw that as there needs to be part, there needs to be a feature, call it now. Uh, there needs to be a percentage of the course where you were forced off your bike to run just so you could keep your feet warm. Move your toes. Spikes weren't invented then. So mm-hmm. you had to, you know, you had to really huff it and throw your bike on your shoulder, run and warm up because it was cold. The ground was frozen and so if you don't do this you know it's in it, it, my mindset back then was that it, it's not a, it's not a cross race you might as well jump on your mountain bike mm-hmm. uh and so that's that was part of of what was in my in head for ingredients so this is what goes into a cross race mm-hmm. you know back then yeah.
3: We could go on and on about <laughs> this. Could literally take an hour and a half with stories that we have about Capcross. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't even talk about the year that we blew it, up, blew up the park with the s- <laughs> snow and all that. Anyone who raced '99 knows what we what we're talking about. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, no, we really appreciate this trip down memory lane and learning more about it, and and also how the courses have evolved, and and seeing how Mabra has grown in the and you know a lot of appreciation. I know that I have for the scene that we have here in the community, and thank you all for sort of nurturing that and and keeping it going. Thank you, Chip, and. And Bruce, you guys are big forces, so it is it is really exciting, and it's actually kind of almost a nice way after Thanksgiving and before the holidays mm-hmm. to kind of be thankful for, like, what we have and, and to remember that it's – you know, the racing is important, but the community is more important. Mm-hmm. So – that is awesome. We still have a lot to look forward to this week, and I know there are um, Mabra age graded championships at Cap Cross.
0: No,
3: the age graded were the ones that were at Ed Sanders. Sanders. We are the uh, senior championships, okay. so it'll be like you know, your three, four, your three, your four, your, you know, your elites, your uh, single speed. Um, I'm gonna forget, but anyway, it's a lot okay. of the sort of major categories that are the scene quote senior. So ones the age graded ones like the juniors and a lot of the masters things were done at um at sander At sander, okay. sander.
1: yeah uh, but at the same time it's also the mabra that you just mentioned the, the champion the senior championships but then yeah. also the uh super series winners
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. it's the finale for the super series um so um there'll be a lot of podiums at this race <laughs> so be patient if you hear nate graham uh Literally, it's 40 podiums. So poor Nate oh is going to announce 40 podiums oh wow. in one day. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Nate. You're the best. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there will be a lot of hardware and um, and uh, clothing handed out, I guess, you know, at this race. Um but yeah, there's a lot to celebrate this this weekend. I'm super excited for it. You know, we went out and um, every year a week beforehand we go out and we blow the leaves off the course um, so we can inspect it and kind of dry it out a little bit. And um, every year when I do that, I can see the track, and that's the first time I get really like I know it's real. And I've been ever since uh, Saturday when we blew that off. I'm um, blew off you know all the leaves and everything. I'm just been so so excited about it happening and uh yeah there's there's a lot going on it's gonna be a good time i'm really excited all
1: right and Mm -hmm. one other item i wanted to highlight is uh women are having an event on saturday night at uh truck bicycle in arlington at the clarendon location with laura van gilder i know it's going to be a happy hour some q a or some some discussion with her check the tnt facebook page um, that's going to be really great. She is a legend, an absolute legend. So that should be a fantastic event. Um, any Anything else, Bruce, any sponsors or anyone else you want to recognize? People have awareness going into the weekend.
3: Well, we always have to thank the bike lane. They really are the engine that drives this whole thing. I mean, seriously, without them, we're nothing. They are the the conduit for uh, the majority of the people who do the work on this um, the sponsorship opportunities, the prizes that show up in your packs, um, any kind of partnerships that need to be made to make things happen, it kind of all goes to the bike lane. Um, you know, I serve as race director, but, you know, without that behind me, I, I can't get anything done. So I really have to say, I really have to shout out to the bike lane for that, for sure. Yeah. All
1: right. And registration closes.
3: Oh thursday right. <laughs> at 10 o'clock i think 10 p.m i'm pretty sure we're gonna because that's yeah that's around bedtime ish right it used to be eight and then i was like why are we people stay up later than eight we'll give them a couple extra hours i think it's 10 if it's not i'm gonna go home and make it 10 how about that <laughs> <Why not? laughs> so whatever by the time you re- you listen to this it will be 10 <laughs>
1: And uh, I know I, I probably sound like a broken record, but Reg before the weekend, if at all possible, make it easier on, on the team, putting the race on, on Bruce, on bike lane, just helps everybody prepare a little bit more. But you also know there's day of Reg if you think you can't make it, and then all of a sudden on Sunday you wake up and you know you have to get your last race of the season, and you can race for more than one race. Single speed is going to be a great time. That is a highlight at... Um, that is a highlighted cap cross so mm-hmm. we are excited uh i just want to reiterate encourage everybody this is the last weekend to race so get out there no regrets just have fun if you can't race if you're injured just come and watch it's a great party it's easy to get to come for a few hours and just want to chip you have any closing remarks
2: I, I just would like to ring a cowbell here And say thank you uh, for everybody early on to get this race actually started way, 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 way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thank you uh, to Bruce for taking it over because not everybody can do that, uh, wants to do that, uh, and successfully will take that on. So thank you. It's an honor to uh, to be here with you at ten nine ten years after that. Um, and thanks to the racers because really from day one, Without them, n- the scene, the race, nothing of, would have been possible. So thank you.
3: Well, thank you. I mean, we're not here without you. I already said that, but we're, you know.
2: I just started the fire. You did.
3: <laughs> and we threw gas on it.
1: <laughs> all right. Thank you both. Thank you, Chip Sovač, and thank you, Bruce Buckley. We are all excited about this weekend. Um, can't wait to, to get to Cap Cross and, and have a great party.
0: Find us on Instagram at Team Bikinetic.